0: You are listening to the CMC podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. Want to welcome you to our tenth and final lesson in this study. We've been looking at Jesus' teaching on the Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. The longest single discourse of Jesus that we have recorded Turn to Matthew chapter 7. We'll pick up right where we left off in verse 15. Matthew chapter 7 verse 15. Beware of the false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs or thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name and form many miracles in your name. But I'll reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. It's like a person who builds a house on solid rock. The rain comes in torrents, floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house. It won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike they're teachers of religious law. We, we've all heard this. We have heard this. We have heard this. We have heard this. Don't judge. Don't judge. Uh, right here in verse 1, chapter 7, don't judge. You've heard it. Are you judging me, man? You judge me. Who are you to judge me? I know. Oh, well, I know I'm not supposed to judge. And, and we've made judge, judging someone a crime, Well, well, I'm not supposed to judge. We're not supposed to judge. Uh, We talked about this already last week, but we get to verse six. Verse one, don't judge. Verse six tells us don't waste what is holy on dogs. Don't throw pearls to the pigs. Now, in this lesson, we start off in verse 15 beware of false prophets. Well, who's a dog? I mean, who's a pig? who's the false prophet, and how am I going to know if I don't judge? Clearly, that first sentence in verse 1, don't judge, talks about looking down your nose, thinking you're better than somebody, thinking you're you're better than, looking down your nose, I'm better than you. Criticizing people or gossiping about people. Church, we've got to make judgments, and we're called on to make judgments. And, and this is kind of a hard concept because we're so inundated with, oh, you're not supposed to judge people. We're required to make judgments. Now, we studied this last week. We're not to criticize people. We're not to look down our nose at people. We're not to think that we are better than anybody else. Without the grace of God, we'd be right there where they are. I mean, so I, we're not to say we're better than somebody else. Jesus is not telling us about passing a judgment of evaluation on other people. Now, we spend a lot of time going to Scripture. Go to the back of your Bible, uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe everyone. Okay? Don't believe everybody. Don't believe everybody who claims to speak by the Spirit. You better test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. I'm just saying right now, there's many false prophets in the world. Okay, go back a few pages. uh, 1 Thessalonians. Just um, back a few pages. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse twenty-one. Test everything that is said. Hold on what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Church, I could go on and on and on reading Scripture. First Timothy five twenty. Those who continue in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all, and then have nothing more to do with them. Titus three ten. It warns a man first. And a second time after that, have nothing more to do with him. Knowing such a man is perverted in his sinning. Go to Second Corinthians. Just a lot of places we could look. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12. But I'll continue doing what I've always done. This will undercut those who are looking for an opportunity to boast that their work is just like ours. These people are false prophets. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. I'm not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it's no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get their punishment, their wicked deeds deserve. The Bible does not tell us that we're not to make evaluations of other people, we are to constantly make evaluations. We're to constantly make evaluations. Let me just throw some things out to you. If you are a parent of a teenage daughter, you better be making evaluations of the people she's hanging with. Oh, I'm not supposed to judge. Well, I'm judging. And she ain't going out with you. Come on, this is silly for us to think we're not supposed to make evaluations. When the Bible says, watch out who you're hanging with. You better choose these kind of friends, and you better stay away from these kind of friends. We've got to constantly make evaluate. Once again, there is no place in the Bible that you criticize somebody, you look down your nose, that you think you're better than anybody. I'm not better than anybody else. I am evaluating you, and I'm not letting my teenage daughter go out with you. Now, we've got to understand there are people in life that are a good influence on us, and there are people in life that are a bad influence on us. And the Bible tells me to make a decision between those two. Now, we're, we've gotten way off base with this thing. Don't judge. Well, don't judge. Don't judge. Let's read in verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You will have to make a judgment on who is sheep and who is a wolf that's disguised as a sheep. You will have to make an evaluation about that. You can, adent- now look at this, you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. The Bible tells us that the world grows thorns. Matthew thirteen seven. Other seeds fall among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. It's important to Jesus that you know who is holy and unholy. It's important to Jesus that you know whose dogs Who's swine? who's false prophets? It's important to Jesus that you can identify them, why? So they don't choke you out. So that they don't choke you out. Clearly, I'm to reach out and to minister to everybody. I'm not better than anybody. Clearly, Jesus reaches out to the lost and the needy. I've got compassion and I'm reaching out to the lost and needy. But who am I going to vacation with? Who am I going to hang around with? Who am I going to go out with? Who am I going to befriend? It's people who can speak the word to me and build my faith up. When I leave their company, I'm closer to the Lord instead of leaving their company and I'm further away from the Lord. And you better make a decision about people. Will this person on Friday night get me closer to the Lord or will this person on Friday night get me further away from the Lord? And you better not hang with this person and you better hang with this person. And you have to make an evaluation and Jesus is encouraging us to do so. Well, no, I'm not supposed to judge. You're missing the point of this whole thing. He does not want the life choked out of you. We are to identify people by the way they act. By the way you're acting, I can tell you are a wolf in sheep's clothing. Fruit is our actions. Fruit is our actions. How do you treat other people? That's your fruit. How do you talk to other people? How do you act around other people? How are you thought of by those who know you? When your name comes up in the conversation, do people roll their eyes or do they say, boy, that's a guy of integrity? When your name comes up, does somebody say, boy, you can base your life on what she tells you? She's a woman of integrity. Her word means something. How are you thought of? See, that's the fruit. How does your spouse think about you? How do your kids think about you? Are you honest? Are you responsible? Are you dependable? Are you a person of integrity? Are you a person of character? That is what the Bible calls fruit. Let me just tell you, anybody can attend church. And you need to know that. Anybody can attend church. Anybody can raise their hands when we got good music. Anybody can come to the altar and cry. Anybody can wear a cross necklace. How do you live your life? How do you live your life? It's not how, it's not how you team challenge guys act in church. It's how you act when you're not in church. See, it's not whenever you're in the presence of the preacher. It's when you're in the presence of your other friends. What vocabulary do you use? What attitude? All of y'all from Shalom. How do you live outside of church? How do you conduct yourself around everybody? Not just a few people. Jesus says, that's the way you know people. That's the way you know people. I want to continue to say this. I'm never talking about criticizing anybody. I'm not talking about gossip. I'm not talking about thinking you're better than somebody else. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about judging people by their fruit. And before I hang out with you, before my kids are going to hang out with you, before we associate with each other, I'm going to have to see fruit. Verse 15, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is, by the way they act. You can pick grapes from a thorn, Can you pick grapes from a thorn bush or figs or thistles? A good tree will produce good fruit. A bad tree will produce bad fruit. How do I know a good tree? How do I know a bad tree? I just watch what it produces. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, you can identify a tree by its fruit. So you can identify people by their actions. Everybody look in verse 21. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. There's on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and perform miracles in your name. But I'll reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Church, there's a lot more to the Christian life than occasionally going to church on Sunday morning. There's a lot more to the Christian life than wearing cross earrings and going to church. There's a huge difference in life in professors of faith and possessors of faith. We've got a lot of folks that profess faith, but there's a big difference in people who possess faith. There's a lot of folks, verse 21, many folks will say, Lord, Lord. There's a lot of professors of religion. But the question is, are you a possessor? God is looking for those who are doing his will. That's who God's looking for. It's better to do God's will. It's better to be obedient to the Lord than to offer tons of sacrifices to him what the scripture says in Samuel, better to be obedient, better to obey than sacrifice. Absolutely we're to sacrifice. Absolutely we're to give money and we're to give of our time. Absolutely we come to the altar and we kneel. Absolutely we raise our hands in worship. That's all part of it. But God's looking for those who are obedient to his will. He's not impressed by you raising your hands as much as he is when you obey his will. And you got to know, walking in obedience to his word is key to the Christian life. And somehow or another, in this modern era of Christianity, somehow or another, in this modern era of the grace message, we've gotten away from the fact God's called us to walk obedient to Him. It's a lifestyle of walking obedient to Him. Let's move on. Verse 24. Very interesting passage. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise... It's like a a person who builds a house on solid rock. Verse 25, the rain comes in torrents, the flood waters rise, the winds beat against that house. It doesn't collapse because it's built on bedrock. Verse 26, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. It's like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it collapses with a mighty crash. Now, we can teach hours and hours on, on this section right here. There, there's just so much in here to glean. You compare the two in this parable, and, and it's two types of churchgoers. We're talking about people in church here. Both of these people are builders. Both are building houses. Neither one is a literal house. This isn't in the construction business. It says in verse 24 and verse 26 is like a person, is like a person. So obviously we see an illustration here. It's not talking to those in here that are in the construction business that are building houses. You're building a house. What is your house? Your life. You are building the life that you're going to live in. And each day goes by you're building the life that you're going to live in. You're building the life that you're... When you drive by and you see a house, you look at that house. When people drive by, they see your life. They see your life. We're building a life. Now, we got two... We got an example here. We got two different people. Let's compare them. Both of them are building. Both of them are building a life. That life that they're building is a philosophy, an ideology, ideology. Here's what I want you to see. Verse 25 and verse 27, both experience a storm. Now, I like to look at this because look at the wording. It's an identical storm. One doesn't have a little bitty storm and one have a big storm. What both of them have, look at the wording. It's an exact same storm. Now, I don't know how we got the idea that preachers were to preach. If you'll come to the Lord, you'll never have another problem. If you'll come to the Lord, he's going to just spare you of all. Look, everybody goes through storms. Both live in life. We go through storms. Both builders going through a storm. Both builders go through the same storm. The biggest mistake in Christianity is painting a picture that come to Jesus and you miss the storms of life. Let me tell you something. Storms are inevitable. Storms are for everybody. And storms are sudden. They come on you. Now, builder one heard the word acted on it. Builder 2 heard the exact same word and did not act on it. Right here in church. Right here in church, week in and week out, hearing the very same sermons, they got a group of people that come and hear the same sermon. Right in Teen Challenge, right in Shalom, we've got folks come and go and they hear the same program, they hear the same word, they hear the same thing, and you got one That rolls up their sleeves and does it. And you got another. That it rolls off like waters on a duck back. And they just go out and do their own thing. What was the difference? It wasn't the message. It was the fact that one acted on the message. And one didn't act on the message. Their time at Shalom meant nothing to them. Or. Their time at Shalom meant everything to them. And their whole life changed. Because of their time there. Now we got a church full of people. We all look around. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's singing. Everybody's worshiping the Lord. Everybody's praying. We brought our Bible and we're all acting spiritual. How will we know in here who gets it and who doesn't? How, how are we going to know who is getting the Sunday morning sermons and it's making a difference? And who in here ain't getting none of the sermons and it's not making a difference? Here's how you know. The storm exposes the difference now write this down the storm's coming for everybody and we're all in here smiling and amen preacher praise god oh praise the lord wait till a storm hits and we'll see who heard the word wait till difficulties come into your life and we'll see who handles difficulties according to the word and who handles their difficulties like the world handles them all of us can, I like this story right here. Everybody's living the same. One built his house on bedrock, one built his house on the sand, and you can't tell the difference. I mean, you can't tell the difference. You, you, you can't tell the difference. Boy, look at this, look at Well, Tim, these people are doing this. Well, these people are doing this. Well, Tim, what's wrong with this? Well, Tim, what, go out and do it, and then when the storm comes, I will show you what's wrong with that. I got friends, they're having fun. I got friends, they're good people. Tim, what's wrong with that? When the storm comes, I will show you what's wrong with it because that won't hold your life together. See, that party, those friends, that high, it won't hold your life together. And I can tell you, the storm's coming sooner or later the storm is coming and when the storm hits i don't know what the storm is your boyfriend breaks up or your money runs out or somebody hurts you or your boss makes you mad or you have a crisis i mean you experience storms worst storm today was i was going 55 miles an hour a guy pulled right out in front of me and he went 15 miles an hour (laughs) i don't know why that boiled me but it did i could feel that red going up into my eyes I was trying to get this big trailer full of stuff I was hauling. Stopped. There were words coming to my head that were not biblical. There were motions that were coming to my hands, and I th- and I whoa 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 whoa. I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. It's really bad. See, the word that's in my heart has to make a difference in the way I act. So the word began to come to my heart. Sermons that I've heard begin to come into my mind. And I got my truck slowed down. I put a smile back on my face. I put joy back in my heart. And I acted not on this bozo going 15 miles an hour. I acted on the word that was in my heart. Are you hearing the truth and not acting on it? Or are you hearing truth and it's becoming a part of your life? Is the house that you are building right now, is it reliable? Now ask yourself, will this hold me up? Will these group of friends hold me up? Is this house reliable when the storms of life come? Bottom line is, are you a professor of faith or are you a possessor of your faith? The question is, as a result of the time you spent in church, do you respond different when life happens for you? Do you respond different? Let me just ask you. Take the last two or three sermons that you've heard. What's changed? What's changed? What's changed in your life? Are you a doer of the word or merely a hearer only? Uh, I, I preach Sunday on hope. Are you walking more full of hope? Is that becoming something you're working in your life? Or is it just another sermon that you sat through? Does the last three sermons that you've heard affect the way you talk to others? Does the last five sermons you've heard affect the vocabulary that you use? The last four or five sermons you've heard, does that affect the way you treat your husband or your wife? I'm just telling you, the word is to work in our life. The word is to be alive and working in our life. You you don't want to be proud of the fact that you went to church. you're, You're not proud of the fact that you made 100 in New Testament class or in Romans class in our Bible class. You're not proud of the fact that you sing in the chapel band. You're not proud of the fact that you're on the church drama team. You're not proud of the fact that you go to youth group. You're proud of the fact when storms of life come you get above them. You're proud of the fact when before I would have give this guy a good cussing, instead, I put joy in my heart, I put peace and patience on, and I walked in a loving attitude. See, I'm proud of the fact that I used to let my temper run wild with me, but now my temper's come under check. See, I'm proud of the fact that I used to battle depression all the time, but now I'm walking in the peace and the joy of the Lord, see i 'm proud of the fact that I used to be consumed with worry and fear and anxiety, but but now I find myself trusting the Lord, putting my hand in his hand in confidence and assurance about my future is coming to me because of whose I am. See, God changes your life. the word of God changes. Your daily life. It's not a religious activity that we go to church for an hour one day a week whenever we feel like it. It's a fact that our whole life is changed. And this confounded the religious leaders. It confounded them. When Jesus finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught. With real authority, unlike their teachers or religious law. See, Jesus gives us authority over our depression. You have authority over your worry and your fear. You can take authority over your drug and alcohol addiction. You can take authority over your temper. Well, I was born with a bad temper. That's why Jesus came. For you to take authority over your bad temper. Tim, I've had this addiction my whole life. That's why Jesus came. To set captives free and give you authority over that area of your life. It's a new new way of living your life. As I wrap up these last 10 weeks... Paul and and Josh and I have, we talk about it. We we enjoy teaching this stuff. We we enjoy teaching what Jesus taught. We've enjoyed teaching these 10 lessons. and, And I've been glad that you're here for these last 10 lessons. But in closing, James chapter 1 warns us, don't deceive ourselves. You deceive yourself when you're just a hearer only and you're not a doer of the word. Because when you're a hearer only, you think you are better off because you have heard. And coming to hear this sermon tonight won't make you any better off unless you go and do this sermon tonight. See, the deception in hearing the Word is, well, I went to church and I feel good about myself because I read my Bible and I feel good about my. Well, Tim, I've been getting up every morning and reading my Bible before I go to work. Well, that's a great and necessary start But the question is, are you doing what the Bible said during the day while you're at work? The Bible warns us about being just hearers of the word only. Jesus is saying here to take these words and to build a house that will stand in the storms of life. All of us, storms are inevitable. They come suddenly. Storms come. They come all the time. They come throughout our day. They come. Storms come to all of us. Build a house that will stand when the storms come. To wrap up this teaching, we look at verse 21. Let's make sure we are those who do His will. Not just hearers only. Not those that say, Lord, Lord, but those who actually do the will of God. Y'all stand with me. Lord, tonight, we thank you for your word. God, I'm I'm grateful to you that you didn't just create us, sling us on this earth and kick it in motion and leave us to fend for ourselves. Lord, thank you for a word of instruction to us. We thank you for your word that directs us, that guides us. We thank you for your word that is a light to our path. that's a lamp for our feet. And Lord, we are not those who just hear the word but we're those who build our house on solid bedrock. Direct and guide us as we live our life in obedience to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the CMC podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.